You are watching and listening to Beyond Arrow for all things Arrow-related on TheIndieGeek.com. Note, the opinions on the show are by us, the fans and hosts of the show, and are not directly related to the producers or directors. Let's just have fun here. So here are your hosts for Beyond Arrow, Michelle Villery, Tony Coliangelo, and Tori Rush.
And Stephen Amell is now in New York City. He, if you guys didn't know, he was cast as Casey Jones in the news um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Alongside Tyler Perry as Baxter Stockman. Really? Yep. He just got announced. Whoa. Some people are not into it. I'm like, no, I don't know. I like Tyler. Yeah, I don't mind Tyler. You know, he wasn't bad in um that other Star Wars movie. He wasn't he was not good in Alex Cross. He was not good in Alex Cross. He wasn't no. in a Star Wars movie, he was in Star Trek. Star Trek, that's it. Oops, fail. And he was actually looks like Andy Cardigan Tony Tori. <laughs> and he was he was like the best part. He was like the best part of Gone Girl. Was he in Gone Girl? Yeah, he was the he was a lawyer. Oh, oh, that's right. I did not I know. Haven't that. Seen that movie. I haven't oh, seen it. Don't it, it don't. Oh, I read the book and I liked it. Oh God, that movie triggered the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys we swear a lot in here, so you know. <laughs> triggered a depression oh yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm foobar <laughs> okay so non-triggery things <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna go now how has everyone's week been we've been indie geek has not been on for like two weeks i know and we missed our listeners and um we've not been on for two Hmm? I'm losing track of time. I didn't realize you guys were, weren't on for that long. Yeah, we weren't on for two weeks. Tony and, and, I, are, Tony and I are still recovering from Megacon. <laughs> tell us about Megacon. Tony can tell first, because Tony had... Tony's the one that interacted with the Arrow guys. I did not. Okay, before Tori does her top ten, we need Megacon news, because I know Tony has some about Arrow. Yes. Um, I was uh, standing in the autograph line for David Ramsey, and uh, I heard a lot of good questions being asked by the fans, and David confirmed that, should I say it? Yeah, I think I should. Go for it. The, the first Black Canary, Sarah, is coming back. Nice. We don't know how, but she's coming back. Where's my effects? I need my effects with the clapping. Oh. And there was much rejoicing. Yay! I know. That's awesome. Um. So we know Sarah's coming back, and in my predictions after last night's episode of The Fallen, I predict another character is coming back. I told you guys. Laurel. Laurel. Mm. Yep. Oh. I call that. I call it right now, actually. Well, I mean, it, it, she's here, but coming back as in into Ollie's life. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Of course, she's a part of the story of line, of course, because she's not that far. But right. in terms of her in the storyline with him and um, Felicity, yeah, she'll be back. It, it might be a triangle. Thing I think it's going to be a triangle. 
Um, there was some spinoff news too. Um, I was looking on Twitter. Let me see if I can quickly find it here. Um, yesterday, it was announced that um, that they're doing. Have you guys heard about this? The spinoff, another Arrow um, spinoff, and Flash spinoff. I wouldn't even call it an Arrow spinoff. I would just say an expansion of the DC TV universe. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely that. I'm trying to think of what it is called. Hang on one second here. I had this. Um, and basically, Legends of Tomorrow. It is called Legends of Tomorrow. And basically, from what I understand... It's rumored to be starring, um, I know that they picked a person today, um, looks like, um, Ron's drama will be on. Rumored also is Brandon Ruth. Isn't, um, Brandon Ralph the, um, Rather. Isn't he like uh, one of the new characters, is Adam or something? Yes, Black Adam. Yes. Yes. Oh. I yeah, know, we, get to, we get to see Superman in a different role. You're like, wait, what? Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> but they did, I'm just reading it now. Um, he, Franz Strandler, who, um, he's cast as Jay Jackson. So, um, who's a former high school athlete athlete whose pro career was derailed by injury, a.k.a. Oh my god, he's going to be Cyborg. I was going to say, a.k.a. for people who are not familiar with the DC Universe, Cyborg. Hi! <laughs> I, I oh, called wow. it! So I take so, it he won't be on Arrow anymore. Uh, that means Brandon Routh won't be on Arrow anymore. If the rumor is true, I don't know if he's been cast or not. Um, those are the rumors that they're saying that, um, they definitely announced Franz today. Um, they announced him a little about an hour ago. And, um, but last, yesterday they were announcing, um, rumored was, um, Brandon. Hmm. Uh, it'll be nice to see That's Brandon again, even though he's not playing Clark. You know what? I'm so... This, I like him in this role in Arrow a whole lot. Um, I do too. I haven't seen him, so I couldn't tell you. I, you know, to be honest, I, I mean, Tori, what are your thoughts on that? Do you like him in this role? Have you, did you see Superman Returns? Did you like him in that? No, I like him um, as Arrow. Me too. He has this, like he has that Playboy billionaire esque look about him. He's a gorgeous man. I mean, come on now. <laughs> My thing about him in Superman Returns was, as Superman, boring as hell. As Clark, he was totally channeling Chris Reeves. Yeah, but that was, I blame, um, what's his name for that? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. One of the problems with Superman Returns was that it was Silver Age Superman following the Chris Reeves movies in a modern day world where we were all like already used to Superman animated series, Lois and Clark and Smallville. Right. So going back to the silver age ideas and the way that Clark and Superman were so 
diametrically opposed characters didn't sit well with a lot of people. Also, it didn't have enough action for a lot of people. And then you have Man of Steel that went with way too much action and not enough story, and it's just, in my opinion, a clusterfuck. But that's, like I said, my opinion. But I swear to God, Brandon Routh as Clark was totally channeling Chris Reeves, and I would watch a whole movie of him as him being Clark, no problem. I have to I really like you on that. Yeah, I, I, he, was, he was great as Clark. I, I just... For some reason, I I was like, you know, I I like him better in this role as Arrow. To me, it was like, because his career almost really, to me, almost got ruined by Superman. Yeah. So I'm well, so happy. Movie he did that kind of bombed too. Yeah, that one movie. I know exactly which one you're talking about. What was the name of that bomb? Like some, something dog with yeah. you know, something or other. And I'm like, I really wanted to look at it just to see. Nice chat. Uh, da, 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 da. 400 Days, Arrow, The Ninth, X's Enlisted, Chosen. He was in a TV show called Chosen. Uh, oh, yeah, he was with, is that the one with um, Chad um, Michael Murray? I don't know. Let's find out. But it was 2013 and 2014. He was in Chuck. What the heck was that? Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What was that? Text message on an iPhone. Yay! He was in an episode of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Who was it? He was. Brandon played oh. a character named Jess as Brandon B. J. Rouse in the episode Concert Interruptus in 2001. Oh. And he was in a TV show called Undressed, which I think Jason David Frank was a part of. <laughs> He was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That I did know. That I did know. I did know that. Hang on, I'm trying to... Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, he was. Dylan Dog, Dead of Night was the other movie. Okay, that's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, He's actually been fairly busy since Superman. Yeah, but he's been in lower... He's been in, like, lesser roles, which is too bad because if he was in One Life to Live, also, and I, that's when I first saw him, he was in One Life to Live. He played, um, in fact, he played, um, he played Jessica Buchanan's boyfriend. Mm. And I, don't, I don't watch soap opera, so I mean. That's okay, and that's okay. But he played Jessica Buchanan's boyfriend, and the girl who played Jessica at the time was also, um, she's a recurring character in Supernatural. She's the girl that was in Bitten, and she's the female werewolf in um, Bitten and in the um, other episode earlier this year that they had. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, the movie, the TV show Chosen was with Chad Michael Murray with, and also Milo, Vin, yeah, I can't even, Milo from Heroes and um, Gilmore Girls. So I'm just like, hey, look. Uh, let's see, Undressed was a T- MTV show. It was like a, oh, it was a, I remember seeing commercials for them. And I swear to God, Jason David Frank was in here and I'm looking right now. You know, there, we need to do. Maybe we should do a game called. Jason David Frank was in one episode of Undressed. Uh, so was Chad Michael Murray and Brandon Routh was in several episodes. You know, they need to do Six Degrees. Maybe we should do a game called Six Degrees of Jared Padalecki because you know what's happening. We're um, what? just beginning to put like you know Gilmore Girls in here. Chad Michael Murray was in a few things, House of Wax. 
Mm-hmm. Well, here's one of the begin this game. Well, here's the thing. You'd have to put the stipulation that you cannot use IMDb. Because the minute you have IMDb, it makes it easy. Trust me, I've done this. I when when I was um younger when Gargoyles was out, I went into a Gargoyle chat room and I said to everybody, I can do six degrees to I can do the six degrees to Highlander, give me a name. First name somebody gave me was Sean Connery. Okay. Who was in the original Highlander? Who was was it um Pat um Christopher Lambert? Yeah, Christopher Lambert or Christophe Lambert and and uh, Sean Connery were in the original Highlander. So when I said I can name, I can get any put any name into Highlander in six degrees, and the first name given to me is freaking Sean Connery. <laughs> but yeah, we could probably do six degrees to we can do six degrees to Arrow, six degrees to Supernatural. We should totally do that because that just literally the four characters just literally just crossed over. You were naming them like. Chad Michael Murray, House of Blacks, Gilmore Girls. Hell, you can get you can get Game of Thrones to Arrow in like two degrees. Yeah. Sarah Dickwich was in um shit. What was the name of that movie? Knights of Badassdom with Summer Glau, who was in Arrow. Oh, that's right, Summer Glau. I keep forgetting she was in Arrow. Oh, like, oh god. I remember a lot of people's like, oh god, Summer Glau's on. Is it, is it gonna get canceled? Because poor Summer has like a. Um, oh, no. Yeah, there's the Summer Glau curse. It's sort of like the other guy that played the lead jock in um, Revenge of the Nerds who was, who was cursed. Ted McGinley? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Every... Poor Ted. And he's a decent actor. Um, every single show that he's been on has been... Yes, can't but he was on Married with Children, though. Yeah, that was like the one show. But I think they said it started going downhill when he had that show, too. So who knows? But think about it. Look at it. I mean, you know, Port, you know, Port Summer, Firefly gets canceled um, without really giving a chance. God damn it. Then you have um, Sarah Connor Chronicles that gets canceled, and then she ended up on Dollhouse, that which is what Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles got canceled for. So it's just one of those things. Yeah. And her character got cut or killed short too. I think she was only in one or one and a half season of yeah. Arrow. Hey, that's better than that's better than other stuff. I mean, you know, poor Summer. Summer's really awesome. I really wish I, she really needs a big break and everything. I mean, I agree. She's a great. I loved her in the um, Sarah. Um, Sarah Cotter Chronicles. Oh I yeah, the, in the first episode of the second season where her chip gets broken and she goes from, you know, soulless Terminator to freaking out crying girl in less than yes. a minute was like some of the was like one of the most moving scenes. We um, should do we should do a rewind of that. I would being that Kente, our fearless Kente is um watching. Hi Kente. Um Hi Kente. We should um we should do that. We can do rewatches of other shows. Um I, I own them on DVD. They are not on um, Netflix anymore. They might be on Hulu. I I just got Firefly on DVD. Yay! Yay! Yeah, Serenity? No. No. You need Serenity. It, I'm confused with that because the very first episode is called Serenity. Serenity. Yeah, but the movie's also called Serenity. Right, it's called they, Serenity. Because they couldn't use, um, because they couldn't use Firefly. Mm-hmm. Ah, gotcha. Alrighty. Yeah, term it, Yeah, pretty much if we're going to do a rewatch of 
um, Sarah Connor Chronicles, we need to have the DVDs. Yeah, we should totally do that, though. And back to Arrow News, to kind of stream it back to Arrow News after we did Six Degrees. <laughs> Tori, why don't you um, give us your top ten tonight? Tell us what it's about. Okay, my top ten are the most, my most surprising or badass moments in the last two episodes. Uh, I'm going to start with number 10, I'm going to go to number 1. Now, to forewarn everybody, I forget names really easily, so you'll get who I'm talking about, but I might not refer to them as their name, so don't get mad at me. Alright, number 10. The demon telling Felicity to tell him, tell Ollie how she really feels about him before it was too late. But that was really surprising, because he's all evil and stuff. And uh, telling her you should go go tell him how you feel right now before it's too late. Uh, his sister not having a memory anymore was number nine. Number eight kind of touches on a few points. Elicity, I mean, we've been waiting for them to get together for how long? And they finally did. I thought that was awesome. Uh, number seven, his sister becoming a crazy woman after she got dunked in the water. Like, he really needed that pressure right then. Uh, number six, the gang showing up to the Assassin's League and all those people were there. That was pretty crazy. It was like, whoa, jeez. Number five, Oliver being told to save his sister, he must take his rightful place in the Assassin's League. And uh, number four, the resurrection of his sister's boyfriend. That was crazy. And uh, number three, Hawks busting into the lair at the beginning of the episode before last. And uh, number two is the robot guy thinking he could defeat the laser-eyed dude, even though he's never been in a fight in his little suit before. That took a lot of balls. <laughs> and then, of course, the end of the previous episode and the beginning of this episode, the demon stabbing his sister. That was crazy. He just showed up out of nowhere. And I didn't, I didn't know she knew karate. That was pretty crazy. So those are my top ten most badass moments of the last two. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. And I agree with all those things. I got the impression that um, Malcolm taught um, her to do that. Oh, that could be, yeah. Which one's Malcolm? Um, John Barrowman. Thank for you. That. Um, all I need to know is John Barrowman. Yeah, I was gonna say John Barrowman's character. If I'm gonna show watch your show for anything at this point, it'll be John Barrowman. He's epic. Mom's like, wait, who's this John Barrowman guy? I show her picture. She's like, oh, he's an arrow. I'm like, yep. You're gonna meet him? I'm like, yep. Yep. Yeah. And you guys, before this show is over, we do have a giveaway. Um, we have we're gonna be weekly. We're gonna be doing some weekly trivia. And we have a, um, 
a pop that we're giving away. The arrow pop that will be available, do you believe May 21st? We have literally the arrow pop that we're going to be giving away to a lucky winner of the trivia contest. And we'll announce what the question is. And make sure that you guys, when um, you're talking about anything, again, for arrow, that you use the hashtag um, beyond arrow. And you can tweet us on the Indie Geek, and you can also go on to our Facebook page, which is also called Beyond Era. So we wanted to let everyone know that. Um, so let's go into last week's episode, which was entitled Broken Arrow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I remember the movie. Or I remember, I remember knowing of the movie, I should say. <laughs> Oh, and just so you guys, guys, I'm doing a little bit of product placement here. I just got the Oreo cream-filled Chips Ahoy's. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. They're good. <laughs> okay, and we're going to start with Broken Arrow. And Tony, I um, Tori, yeah, I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say. Um, why don't you start off... Um, our discussion with Broken Arrow. I'm just here to sound pretty. Wait, I'm sorry, who? Tori or Tony? Tori. I said Tony, I meant Tori. <laughs> Tori. You. Tori. Uh-oh, You with the shaggy hair. <laughs> You're frozen? Me? Yeah, she said she's frozen. <laughs> okay, never mind. Tony, why don't you start? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question, please? Yes. Starting off, we're starting off with Broken Arrow. And there is an... I wanted to... Hmm? What did she go? Tori's having issues. Yeah, she is. Oh, we're having, looks like somebody's going back and forth. Um, I just I wanted to talk about, um, she's having problems. Um, sorry about that, guys. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the relationship, because I loved me personally loved Ray and Oliver because Tony and I were talking about this last week and I really liked the back and forth like Ray no matter what was trying his hardest to get along and try to be the nice guy and Ollie, Stephen and Mel was fabulous in this episode <laughs> yeah it, it was um it was inspiring but funny at the same time because all these trying to tell him it's not all about the armor, it's what's in here, you know, about with fighting and stuff. And the coolest thing that, um, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, not Ali, but the other one, his character's name. Ray? Uh, Ray. <laughs> Ray actually had Ollie help him out. <laughs> as if it was like a virtual reality game <laughs> so Ollie could uh, pick over his machine to fight it was hilarious that was like 
the most I've ever laughed watching on an arrow show. Same here. Same, same here. That was so, it was so great to see them work together. Yeah, it was. Well, kind of, in the only way that they could, that they could do that. I, I was talking about that um, cage fight thing. No. Oh, no, no, no. No, this is um, last week's Broken Arrow where um, they kind of all had to work together um, to be deadbolt. Uh, and and they also had, there was also another side story going on with, and we'll talk about Roy in a little bit. I got to um, say, I got to say, though, the commercial with the cage fight was hilarious. Wasn't it awesome? It was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> was God, he was the last one in. He was late. Hello, I'm right there. I'm like, uh, you're a little late, dude. Oh, there's an elevator. Dork. Was that Ray Palmer? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's Brandon Routh. I'm like, yeah, he's a dork. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that was that was great, Them seeing them work together. And Amel's facials were everything. I could not stop laughing at his facial expression. Especially when Ollie gets tight-lipped whenever... I'm sorry, but Roy and... Um, not Roy. Ray and Felicity are alike, you know, from rambling and stuff. Right. To Ollie, trying to tell him what to do, but he's rambling, and all you see is tight-lipped, and it's like, oh my god, he's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying everything that is power. He's just like, or then there's, or then there's. And, and um, John Diggle, I mean, he he's sitting there like this, and, and you can tell he's trying not to laugh. <laughs> I'm dying to see the, I can't wait until we see the gag reels, because that is, and who knew Brandon Ralph was that funny? He's, I mean, I didn't know he was that funny. Clark. Yeah. Really, just look at his Clark. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. He's got a really good sense of humor. I mean, you know Amel does because we've seen it, but um, and me and David Ramsey. But <laughs> I was like, they must, I don't know how they get work done. It's, they're worse. They're just as bad as the supernatural people. Well, well, Jared, well, come on, with supernatural, it's for Misha. Jared just does everything he can to get Misha right. Right. But a lot, one of the things I have learned is even the most serious Shakespearean actor you come across is the biggest freaking doofball. Oh, yeah! I mean, Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart is one of the biggest, biggest, um, hams you'll ever meet. Right, so is, so is, um, they say William Shatner is too. Well, well, William Shatner, you've gotten to see his ham and cheese with, heck, the big giant head from, um, Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> and if you look at... Bill Shatner and Misha going back, Misha Collins going back on Twitter, and sometimes Amel in William Shatner. Oh, what about the Joe? And then you had Jared with that too. Oh God! It's it's the have you seen them for interact together? <laughs> no, I I I tend to avoid Twitter these days because of all the um all the hatred that I usually see. So, I. I just look at certain things, and of course, I post for Indie Geek and stuff. So yeah, I mean, um, oh, you, yeah, you have a reason to be on there. I do not. 
Um, but I do get certain things like that Jared says and everything. Um, and I think I do. I do follow Steve on Facebook. I knew that uh, Steve Amell on Facebook. I wouldn't mind meeting him. I think he's kind of cool. Yeah, he's pretty. He's a pretty cool guy. I mean, hell, he got. He's the one that got Jared into doing all the um these uh these. Pro he's the one that got Jared onto Facebook. Got Jared onto doing these represent things. So you yeah. know, more props to Steve Amell for bringing Jared out and in, into a bigger world. Yeah, we. Until we discuss tomorrow, um, we're going to be talking about a lot about what he and Johnson are doing. And they're teaming up with Random Acts. I cannot That's wait for that. I think that is so awesome. Awesome. So we'll be talking about more Supernatural stuff um, tomorrow because, and sometimes you'll see it bleed together because Samel is, is really close to both Jensen and Jared. So yeah. sometimes this gonna sometimes this conversation is gonna go back and forth and we're gonna be talking more about represent because Paul Blackthorne's campaign ended and he and he got um he got what he needed funded for his coaching campaign against elephants. So kudos Paul very but well. Also, one of the re also another reason why everything's going to be bouncing back and forth is that they're all in the same studio in Vancouver. So yeah, yes. they're all going to intermingle. So you know, if people think, oh, they don't know each other. Uh, but BS. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They're uber tight. People yeah. have seen. People have seen Amel. People saw Amel all last summer in Austin. He was there yeah. half the summer. Eventually, I will get there so I can actually, you know, talk and work and get a job. <laughs> but let's go back to Broken Arrow. And one of the things, again, that I, um, I don't know who else is, but I am a huge shipper for Felicity and Oliver. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to get to the fallen in a little bit. But one of the things that... Um, I did like, and I think to me, they fought why Ollie is having such a hard time with Ray. It's because of Felicity, because of his feelings for Felicity. So, um, but it is fun seeing them go back and forth. But, um, but I think Felicity, his relationship with Felicity had a lot to do with it. And I just love the fact, I don't know, there's just something really great about, um, just Ali and Felicity. What do you guys think? She cares about him so much. Like you can just tell. I I for them too. Like I think that they should definitely. I'm so glad that they got together. I'm really happy about that. So yay! Hopefully yeah, he'll out front these assassins and get to be with her again. I know. I know. What do you think, Felicity? <laughs> Um, what do you think, Tony? Oh, I'm all for it. I've been wanting them together from the get-go. What really got me, I can't remember if it was last week's episode or the, the one prior to that, when, remember, um, Ollie's having those flashbacks, and when he did go back to St Starling City, when nobody knew, everybody thought he was dead, and the cutest thing was when he went into the uh, Queen's Consolidated building and saw Felicity working by herself at night while he was hiding in the corner and overheard her say, such a shame because you're such a cutie. And Ollie just had this smirk on his face and I'm just like, that's where it all started. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, such feels. But I Felicity. I don't ship many things, but I do ship Felicity. Okay. Felicity yeah. for life. Yeah, well, I've never done shipping before, but I, I, that'll be my first time. It's Elicity. Elicity. Oh, and, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um, and next we had um, we have Roy um, in prison because remember in the episode prior, um, he kind of in order to get Ali away from Lance's eyes, decided to make himself known as Arrow. Um, so we have Roy in jail. We have Thea having like heart palpitations. And um, now what do you guys think about that whole, how that whole thing played out? Now, Roy made a decision on his own, because, and I don't blame him for it, knowing the way Ollie is, um, and how the relationship is. Um, and I'll miss Colton Haynes for a bit. I, I, you know, I don't know if he's coming back or if this is just a minor break for him, um, but um, I miss him, because um, he added such a great um, dynamic with, um, with being Roy. Um, but I wanted to get you, your thoughts on that, um, about him, yeah, I thought that. it was crazy. Like, I did not see that coming at all. Like, <laughs> when I didn't. he showed back up, I really thought he died. I was like, I did too. <laughs> I did too. Back. Oh my god. I'm like, oh my god, where is he going? And I'm like, are, they're really killing him off. He's like a main character. What is this? I was telling Tony, I'm like, that other thing, I'm like, no! <laughs> I'm like, what are they doing? I can't believe that they're doing that. But um, and I did not see that coming. And I will say, in these last two episodes, kudos to David freaking Ramsey because there is he was so understated. And the way how they played out, and Colton Haynes also, how he was revealing what Roy's motives were, well, how they developed that, how they kind of flashed back to that, and what Ramsey was, you know, his interactions and different things that they were doing, kudos. So um, I was just really, really excited about that, and I just thought, what are your thoughts on that? I thought that it was great. I couldn't believe that he got stabbed. He got shanked in prison. Like, that was, like, the, the craziest way to go. <laughs> <laughs> By a guard, nonetheless, you know? But not just a guard. Any guard. It was a guard that knew how to shank, and he knew where to get him to, to, to drug him. So that he wouldn't die, so he can go into hiding. But it was the ultimate sacrifice because now Ollie's in the clear. But yeah. it closes his relationship with Dia. I mean, he did this all for his friend, but he's gonna have to start all over again. Now, where does that leave him when he comes back? 
I'm thinking he will come back. Um, something's going to trigger for him to come back. Um, I don't want to cause this as a spoiler, but I think everybody has saw the previews between the shows Flash and the Arrow because everyone is going after um, oh that one um, professor from Star Labs. Yeah. Um, everybody is getting involved. I even saw Arsenal, which is Roy was part of the the arrow team helping out red arrow. so yeah red arrow yep. yeah so so we'll probably i i have no doubt we'll, we'll see roy but i was um and then we have toward the end of broken arrow and this is what killed me because i'm like what is what is this double whammy well there's actually two double whammies um the first one was um rock Breaking into Thea's, was it Thea's apartment, the loft? Wait, yes, Ra, as in, uh, wait, 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 Ra, as in Rachel Ghoul? Yeah, yes. Rachel Why did I Rach. say that? I cannot pronounce Rach. it. Rachel Rach. Rach. Ghoul. Rachel Ghoul. Rachel Ghoul. Sorry, um, sorry, I'm probably the one, I'm probably one of the few people, I'm, I'm a huge, I've been watching um, Batman the Amid series since it came out, and Comic Geek, sorry. <laughs> No, that's okay. So if I mispronounce names, people, I butcher names. So sorry, but um, there was um with Rachel Gold breaking into um the Queen Loft, and um and who? Now let me ask you. We were just talking about this before we went on air. Yeah, what the holy crap! <laughs> she was kicking ass and taking names. Oh, now, oh, I was like, go on, girl. I mean, I'm a sucker well, for well, chicks. She really, really pounded. I'm sorry, I say it this way. She really pounded Ra's Ghoul's butt. I mean, I think, and you could tell he was impressed. But I was just like, why don't you just take her in as part of the team? No, he's and, to the glass coffee table and just gets that sword and right which I'm like he had to have been floored at how good she was and I think that I was floored by that because I don't think I've ever seen her do that but then again but we did but then kind of jumping ahead to the fallen we did see a little bit of that you know which she was um no we didn't see that in the fallen we didn't see that in the fallen I'm looking I'm thinking about I'm thinking back another episode where Here's Malcolm was showing, you know what I'm, what I'm talking when, about? Um, Ollie came in as Arrow to question her about her father. Yes. And, and she attacked him and he was like in total shock, not knowing she was trained like that. So that was to me, I think Malcolm taught her that. Um, but um, I was like, damn. I'm like, I'm like, Maybe they should pick her for the assassin scene too while they're at it. But um, he ends up stabbing her, which that to me, as we know, that's just gonna bring that brings us to the fallen because she's mortally wounded. And we see, I my heart broke for Ollie because all of his, even though he has friends and he has loved ones per se. 
if she was gone, that would have been no one in his, that would have been everybody in his immediate family. I, my heart sank for him. And um, so, what was what was everyone's what was everyone's thoughts on that? Um, well, I think Ollie Ollie's heart was like I guess shattered twice. I mean, first he thought that Roy was really stabbed. Here he was just a ploy all along. And yes, I give John Diggle, David Ramsey, you know, kudos for um, helping out. And they're actually, you know. I'm glad they're bringing Diggle's character in a lot more. Same here. Because um, he was a vital part of the um, Suicide Squad, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, I I thought Roy was done for. I really did. The way they stabbed him, and then and then seeing what happened to Thea, I was just like, what's going on? You know, it's one after another. But I was concerned about Ollie. I was like, man, almost his family would be completely gone right I mean, uh, because he's got John and he's got Felicity as part of his family too and Laurel but you know what I mean yeah they're not it's not the same as your it's not the same as your immediate family and you still and you can say Masio you can add Masio in that because Masio is a huge part of his past and he still thinks in a way that Masio is still family, um, despite everything. You can add him in that. But, um, but yeah, my heart sank for um, Ali. I'm like, this man's been through too much. This is just too much. I can't take it. But um, so we could then, and, and this to me, and, and, and for everyone else too, we know that this is, this is their way of making sure that he joins the assassins team. You know, um, if you hurt somebody that you that he loves, they, he knows the only way Russia Gun knew the only way that he could bring him in was to make sure that he was able to put Bia in that effing Lazarus pit to save her. And we, there was a lot of flashbacks last night, too. And some of them were a little, now, just for me, some of them, usually the flashbacks, and maybe because we don't know everything yet, and probably at the end of the season it will make more sense, but some of these flashbacks last night didn't make sense to me a little bit. You know, the way they were handled. I mean, I get where they were coming from. I shouldn't say I totally didn't get it, but in terms of some of them, the way they the way they were placed, I'm like, huh? You know, I, I get what you I get what you mean because with this yes last night's episode, the flashbacks. I guess how how do I say it? They're overdrawing it for some reason because last week you know that they were running from the military people. And he and that other guy that has the, the wife and the son, they were running from them and then realizing that their former boss, not knowing that she was kidnapped by military, she wasn't part of Argus, that's what it was. And, but then they just keep prolonging this attack of just trying to find this, um, 
that what is that, whatever that secret potion is, whatever. I, I thought it was too long drawn out. It should have just went into the next phase. That's right. my opinion. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get why they I mean they were fine, but I was like, huh? But we end up um and then we got the scene right after that, um, where I was kind of manipulating and doing going back and forth. We um we see Felicity go to Ray and ask for the use of Ray's plane. And um, Ray saw the tail end of what happened last night, what happened the week before, and he realizes that it's over between them. And and he tells her, you know what, you love you love Ollie. And you, so you can have, you can have the plane. Um, so they go to the plane, her and Ollie and the rest of them. And now, what did you think of that scene? Now, when it, now you would think Ray would have been more. I don't know. He would have fought for her a little bit more. Wasn't he too nice? I, I don't know. I. Well, I guess because of his character, um, as much as he wanted to be a, excuse my language, a badass, you know, with being Adam, um, he's not a fighter with love. I, you know, I just think that he, I think he was more drawn to Felicity as like, like a fan because she's such a computer guru. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Right. Um, I was surprised he didn't fight for her. I think he just, I think he had too much respect for Oliver and the others. Right. I, I just thought that he would fight for even, you know, even just a little bit. You know, he was just to me, he was just so mad. I'm like, really? Right? A little bit. I know that, I know that you have, like you said, I agree with you. I think he had a lot of respect for Ollie, especially with the way Ollie handled, you know, with the Deadpool, that whole thing with that, and showing him that he was capable of fighting Deadpool on his own. Um, but I, I'm like, just a little, just a little. Tori, what do you think? She on? Did we lose her? Oh, you I know what? I think she's on mute. She's on mute. No, nope. I'm still here. I'm just being quiet. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, so I'm just listening. Uh, I'm seeing the mute. Her mic is mute. Yeah, I'm seeing her mic's muted. And she's also paused, so she might not be at this here right now. No, no she. I see her. Oh, there. No, I was muted. I pressed that. Oh, she's back. She's back. <laughs> Sorry, she's so muted. Uh, I thought it was like, who her? It was like, it was kind of like, well, hey, you know. Um, you sound kind of weird, just so you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That was weird. Uh, but. 
he knew it was over. Like, he knew that she wasn't going to love him. And I think that's why he didn't think for that much. He knew that it was going to work for him, you know? It was kind of a weird, uh, awkward goodbye, but I think he to hear that, he be able to tell all of his stuff. Does that make sense? I couldn't hear you. I feel bad. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't see what's going on Okay. Now, a little, let's say, say something. Let me, let me pull back in. Okay, okay. Okay, while she's doing that, we'll go to, while she's doing that, we're going to go to the part where they finally get to. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. All right. Good. Okay. Yeah, tell us that again. Okay, well, what I was saying was, like, the, the, I don't think that he really, he knew that he wasn't going to have her the way that he wanted her. To think that that whole awkward goodbye, he, he knew that, why fight for her? Because it's never going to be the same again. She has feelings for another man. He knew that, you know? Like, but it needed to be said in order for her to have the courage to tell Ollie how she felt. That's how I felt about it. Ah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so we get to the part where they arrive on the island. Man, were there a whole batch of the freaking assassins? Who knew that there was that many? I know. The heck? Wait, there was I'm a lot sorry. Hmm? Who knew what? There was a whole mess of assassins. Like, literally, there were hundreds of thousands of assassins on that island. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just didn't hear you clearly. Yes, I oh, agree. That's cool. that's cool. Um, But, yeah, there was, like, I mean, I knew that there was a lot. But I was like, wow, he's getting the royal welcome. You know, Ali's getting the, the royal welcome. And... What they do is it's her, it's him, and it's Malcolm, and it's Felicity, and Diggles, and Maceo, and they bring Thea into, they drop her into the pit, and um, and and Raj and Rhonda and Rashadon does, you know, make sure, and he and Holly does tell him that he will make sure that he lives up to his promises, and with that and. You know, he does go, they put Thea into the pit, into the water. She jumps out. Now, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what, is she, like, a creature now? Is she, maybe this was not a good idea. I mean, what did you all think when that happened? I was freaked out. Yeah, I, I was like, know, what is she? I didn't know if she was, like, sick or not. Like, yeah. Yeah. Same here. I was like, whoa, whoa. Maybe this wasn't a good idea that you did that. Um, and I still, and then she, now, and then when we see her, she 
doesn't remember. It's like, her, to me, and I told this to Tori last night, to me it was like, the five, it was like her mind was erased for five years, the last five years prior to her seeing, you know, before, uh, like right after like Ali left or was missing because she didn't recognize Ali and it was like her mind was literally went back technically five years, the five years that he was missing um, to them. So I wanted to know what everyone's thoughts were on that. I, I, I don't know if it's long range. I, I think that had long, I don't know. What's your, what's your thoughts? I'll tell you mine. Uh, I, um, well, I was puzzled at first, like, wow, she really didn't even recognize Ollie, and yeah, she did go back that far. Um, what I'm thinking, too, is that, don't forget, um, Malcolm, John Barrowman's character, um, he messed with her mind, too, for that one year when he took her down, down South America with the training. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, that's right. When she uh, killed Susan? When she killed Sarah, yeah. Yeah, when I say Susan for, I mean Sarah. Okay. <laughs> but I'm thinking that might, you know, poor, poor um, I can't think of her name now, but her, her mind got messed up, what is that, twice now, between Malcolm and then going into that pool of water to get cured. Right. When she was freaking uh, out, though, like, did you guys notice that they, like, took, like, some sort of powder and, like, put it on her, and then that kind of, like, snapped her back into, like, calming down? I was wondering yes. what that was. Yeah, I wondered what that was, too. I was like, what the heck? It was weird. Kind of like whenever they were drinking that stuff, uh, Felicity and Ollie, and, like, he blacked out, like, you know, what was that? Was that poison? Like, did she know about that? Or I don't know where she got that. We're going to get into that in a little bit because we need to talk about publicity finally happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that happened. Because <laughs> I was like, where did she get that from? But then again, it's Felicity and she's pretty, girlfriend is pretty capable of everything and anything. So, um, she's pretty, um, Andy with that kind of stuff, but um, there was another thing that happened also, and I'm finally glad that they did this. And it was between it was a great interaction between Maceo, oh, like old friend versus new, I call it old brother versus new brother, pretty much, and kind of having common ground. That's Maceo and Diggles, and I love this interaction between them both. Dave, again, David Ramsey this season has been freaking on point. I love how they've been having um, John Diggles, like you said, Tony, interact with him a lot, interact with Arrow into that crew the whole time this year. I think it's been, I think it's been great. Um, it's a great addition, and we're seeing how great and understated um, David Ramsey is this whole year. Um, what did everyone else think about that? I think it, I, I agree with you. Like you said what I was going to say. <laughs> I agree also. Yeah, same thing I was thinking. Um, it, to me, it was like um, old brother versus new brother. You know, um, 
they all they both want the best in different ways for Ollie. Um, Michelle wants the you know despite him being in the assassins, he does ultimately in his own way want what's best ultimately for Ollie because he knows Ollie in a very different way than Ramsey does now and in the space that Ollie is in now. You know, he's in the um Ollie's in a different space now. So I, I just love the interaction between them and it shows you mainly, you know, Ramsey has his um Diggles has his best interests at heart. He's gonna protect him no matter what. Um, I just I just say kudos to both actors and especially they they that was a great interactive scene to that. And then we get uh and then we get um Ra talking to Felicity and basically just saying, you know, if you want what's best, you know, we know you love him, you know, let you talk to him. He's coming. There's no way that you can get him out of this. You, you know. And that scene to me, I was like, oh, that was great too. Um, there, this episode had a lot of, I call it the feels. I had, yeah. there was a lot of the feels last night with this episode. Um, what were your thoughts on that scene? Well, like I said before, like, he knew and he, he, he brought up like, well, why didn't he try harder? for her love or like why didn't he show a little bit more effort because he's smart enough to realize that even if he showed it she wasn't going to feel the same way about it right so what's the point you know it it needed to be said the conversation needed to happen right i don't think uh i don't i don't think that they were going to get back together Mm -hmm. no way no way Tony, what was your thoughts on that? Um, I agree with Tori when she said that, you know, what Ra has said to Felicity, you know, it needed to be said. Um, And also the fact that, yes, Ollie made that choice to not have the relationship go any further because it wouldn't work. Right. It wouldn't work. He even advised, and again, I'm bringing the Flash back in, but it's the same thing with um, the Flash's character, you know, the Flash, um, Barry. Barry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, has his lifetime long, you know, crush on the girl that he was living with. And um, Ollie said to him, you know what, you have to forget about it because with our line of work, it's not going to happen. Right. So... Right, I agree. Um, so we see Ollie kind of almost in preparing himself to go um, join the league, and we see Felicity come to talk to him, come to him one last time, and we get finally once and for all, it's happened. Oh, Felicity! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Peanut gallery over here. <laughs> but we finally get a listen. And then here's the thing with that. That scene was great with both 
Steven and Aaron. That scene was great. But then what they did, we finally get some skin and they break into a freaking, I'm sorry, I'm going to start to swear now. They break into a freaking ass flashback. I'm like, what the
Facebook chat with us when we were talking, when we were going over the show. <laughs> and, and I saw some of it. I was there for some of it. I was watching. <laughs> I go, what is, I go, oh my God, what is, I go, what the hell? And she, she goes, he's so pretty on his life. And he's like, and he's like, And I love this, and I love the goodbye scene. 
every once in a while anyway, which is very true of any Lazarus, Lazarus pit use. So I get, I get that. Um, Tony, what do you think? Oh, I believe there's, there's a side effect with that. I mean, we saw it right when she, you know, jumped out of there, like one of those things from Star Wars. I don't know. That's what it reminded me of, but I think there's a side effect with that, but I also think, like I said before, I think it's going to counteract with the side effect of when Malcolm um, controlled her mind when he had her uh, shoot Sarah. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think there's something with that too. Tori, what do you, Tori, what do you think? Uh, I think that I believe what you believe where he didn't lose any of his memory. I think he's still going to be well aware of who he is and he's going to be plotting to how to get back to his home and be who he was again. I don't, I know he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't really want to be part of the league. So I think he's going to plot something, come up with something to get himself out of there or Felicity and the gang will figure out a way to get him out of there. Yeah. So that I agree. We were talking about Thea. We were talking about Thea. Do you think there's, because she now has her memory back. For how long, I don't know. Whatever, I think there's definitely a side effect for her being thrown in that bed. Yes. Yeah, I think we're going to see that. Um, and then poor Felicity is heartbroken because her love is now a part of the assassin. That was sad. That was really sad to see her break down because we never really see that. She didn't do, again, look what happened to, to Ray. And him almost dying. She didn't. She didn't go like full, like full on crying, like that when Ray got the arrow and doing. Right. She did it with. She did it with Ollie. Um. And that. And that was really sad. I felt for her. Um. I felt for her. But I do think that um. That once everything plays out, Laurel's gonna come back. I just got this feeling. Yeah. It weird, awkward times. She really does. She really does. Like, like finally they get together and, and here comes Laurel. I don't really, I don't really like those two together at all. I don't. I, you know what? To me, it's, it's not that. It's, I like the actress a lot. To be honest, she's great. Um, so it's nothing against her. Um, I, to me, Laurel is a part of his past. That should and Felicity is now present, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's my only problem with the relationship. That's like you know, for example, if you're gonna go to like the Smallville, like Lana Lang, that's a part of his past. For him to be started on Lana, keep going past that. That's the same thing, you know. Go into that, leave it alone, be with Lo- Lois. I feel the same way with Ali. You know what? That time, your time is done with Laurel. You know, nothing against Laurel, but, you know, Felicity has been with you on this new progression in this new point of your life from the get-go. And yeah, granted, Laurel is still around and she's still a part of that, but not as much and not as um, influential as um, Felicity has been. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, Tony, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think there's going to be some kind of a love triangle again. Um, but, yeah, um, I see the past with Laurel and Ollie that's in the past. I think Laurel just has a lot of respect for Ollie now, knowing that he's the arrow. She loved him as – she loved the arrow from the get-go, and now – I think her I think her perception of the arrow slash Ollie, like yes. I said, is different. It's more professional. And now that 
she feels like she has to step in to take over her sister's place, it's more of a professional kind of thing right now, but it may end up coming into a love triangle later on once Oliver gets out of that League of Assassin situation. That's what I think. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and here, what we're going to do, I have, let me see if I can pull this up. I have a preview of next week's Arrow, which is called Hellasim. So bear with me a minute. Um, and I'm going to screen share it. Bear with me a minute. Let's see. No farting. And here we go. She's under some sort of weak mind injury. Those are mine. What is it you wish to do? Okay, and that was a preview of next week's, and that is entitled Hellasim. You know what would be hilarious, and people would go completely nuts on? The guy that showed up at the beginning of that thing looked a lot like Jeffrey D. Morgan. Could you imagine if Jeffrey D. Morgan showed up on Arrow? Can you imagine? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, there would be like crossover, it's happening, it's happening. People would be like, oh my god, it's John Winchester. It's happening, the crossover, just like Amel wanted, which he, Steven, Steven had an excellent crossover idea. The only yeah, thing, his idea, it seems like Steven Amell is getting everything what he wants, it, 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 I think it's super cool. I think it's super cool, and you know what? I think he, Amel, and Padalecki, and um, Apples are the three most prominent people in the CW. If any, if those, if if those three want something, those three could probably get it. Here's here's the thing. The pro the biggest issue they have with it being a crossover is that it cannot be canon. No, it can't be. But, but there are ways, though, to get around that. You can do a dream sequence. You can, especially. Well, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking it could be either a dream yep. or like going back into what was that episode with Sebastian Rocher, um, The French Mistake? It'll be like an alternative reality. Yeah. Yep, I can I see those two. Probably discussed it. DC Comics has already been brought up in Supernatural. It, it can't, I agree, it can't, you can't just bring the arrow in there. It's got to be one of the two. It's got to be a dream sequence. Or, um, because Dean, as we know, like, Dean, I do believe, is the comic book fan. He's the DC comic book. Dean is definitely, I'm Batman. Um, yeah, he's, he's I am Batman. So he's the DC Comics guy. I can see them doing something with that, and I get money if they did that, and I'm gonna just say it on the limb, because it would be cool to kind of see that happen. And I really liked Steven's um, idea yeah. that he had. Um, and and I, I said, you know what, I bet money they'll bring in even a Felicia Day for that, because that would be- oh God, please don't. Uh, I don't have problems, but I, we're, we'll talk about that tomorrow, because she's- <laughs> No, I, I think it would fit. It would fit, to be honest, because wait, she, guys, she, wait, wait, guys, 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 guys. Just FYI, 
the Supernatural comic books are put out by DC. Yeah, I know. So, actually, knowing that, there is a way to do it. Totally. In canon. I think that they could totally, you know what, well, I, I always say a dream or or something from Dean. You know, maybe, um, you know, it's got to be a Dean storyline because yes, um, yes. they're going to do that. Um, no, that'll be a problem, though. Uh, I'll tell you why later. We'll, 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 talk, I, we'll talk about that on Supernatural Day. <laughs> well, just tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But the thing um, is, it can work. It can definitely work. And with the right writers, I think it'll work really well, which means most of the Supernatural writers need to be away from it. Um, <laughs> but, um, sorry. I'm, I'm bad. I'm really bad. Um, but I, it could work. And I think that the three guys could very well pull it off and I mean, I, I still want to see Jensen show up as um, I would love Jensen to show up as as Jason Todd I would too how awesome would that be and you know Pat Alecki has said at a con like a supernatural con if and when supernatural had ended he wanted to be on air I, I, better. I don't want now let me tell everybody before this happens I don't want Supernatural to end just yet however if it must if this is a huge if if it ends if, get everybody onto Arrow <laughs> if it does end and when it does end of course Arrow's going to be around for a while make it happen yeah Remember who, what I said? Who Pat Alecki may be? I mean, I was just joking, but what his character would be? What? His character. I would like to see Jared be a badass. And you know, and I actually had a poll question. I was going to make up tomorrow because everybody perceives Dean as a badass. I, you know, to me, after last night, and I was looking back at previous episodes. I think Sam's the badass. He's a better badass than um, Dean is. No, he's not. Yeah. In, in terms of in certain elements, you know, Dean is more, you know, Dean is much more, like, you can see he's a total badass, and I'm not taking anything away from Dean. But Sam is more deceptive. He's more manipulative. You know what I'm saying? He's you know. Manipulative. Sam is completely manipulative. The thing is, um, when, uh, you know, the way you're, I, okay, so you're pretty much saying, pretty much here's the thing. You're dealing with, you're dealing with a ninja versus a knight. Dean's a knight, Sam's a ninja. Yeah, but there's different, and I said there's different facets of badass, right? Yeah, so, so yeah, Dean, Whereas Sam's a sneaky little bastard, he would very work much in Assassin's Creed, and Sam and Dean is way in your face. Dean is like Mel. Wait, yes, you're, you're, you're gonna be sneaky beaten armed. Sam will stab you in the back. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sam will right. right. stab you in the back. We'll discuss this more tomorrow, but Sam will stab you in the back, especially after looking at last night's episode. <laughs> I, was I was like, damn. Damn, you're a sneaky SOB. <laughs> oh, I want to say something about the the hopeful crossover. Yes. If they do, I won't match the L in it because I wanted I want to see that the arrow says something that 
maybe to Castiel, and I want Cass to say, I'm sorry, I do not understand that reference. Except that you can't do that anymore because of what, uh, because of what, um, what, uh, oh, Metcalf did, yeah, he infused his brain with all the literature and movie scripts. Yes. <laughs> Or even take something along that lines. I just want to see some kind of, co you know, comedy parody between the Arrow and Castiel. Me too. Okay. To quote, to quote Malcolm Reynolds, this is what Dean would do. To quote Malcolm, Malcolm Reynolds, if I ever kill you, you'll be awake, you'll be facing me, and you'll be armed. That, that, that's me. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um. We are gonna. We are um, nearly done with um, our first Beyond Arrow show, and we want to thank everyone. If you guys have any questions, um, first of all, um, Tori has one more thing. Um, we are doing our giveaway. We're giving away the pop doll. So um, to answer the following trivia question, Tori is about to um, to ask everyone. Make sure that you um, that you go on to Twitter, our Twitter account, which is Being the Geek. And ha use the hashtag Behind Harrow to answer the question. So to make sure that you guys are eligible to win the pop, um, the pop, the Harrow pop doll. Um, and you can you can even use that hashtag also on our Facebook page, which is also called Behind Arrow. Um, Tori, what's your trivia question? What is the history of the League of Assassins? Ah, Ooh. so. We need to know exactly who these guys are for anybody who may not know who has not read the comic. Um, and yes, please use the hashtag Beyond Arrow. Anything that you talk about about Arrow, use the hashtag Beyond Arrow because that's awesome. Uh, and the doll is not actually going to be sent out until the 31st of May. Because that's when it comes out. So you'll win the prize, but it's going to take a couple weeks, a few weeks to get the actual doll. Exactly. So my smog pops are off limits. <laughs> As is my toothless pop. My dragons are mine. <laughs> okay, everyone. Um, I'm Michelle, and we want to thank everyone for um, our you know, being a part of our first episode. This will also be on YouTube in a few minutes, and also it will be available on the Indie Geek site as well um, in a podcast format. Um, now, Tori, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Rush Tori, and that's T-O-R-Y. You can find me in my uh, Facebook group, and that's the Infectious Walking Dead. So Facebook slash the Infectious Walking Dead. I'm sorry. Facebook slash group slash the Infectious Walking Dead. You can find me on our website, www.infectiouswalkingdead.com. And Instagram, underscore the Infectious. All right. And tell me, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at capital D as in David, drummer girl 71. And Facebook, I, I have to make it public, but it's uh, under Tony Colangelo. So I'm on Facebook, Tony Colangelo. Twitter, drummer girl 71. Alrighty. And Mandy. 
Where can you find me on social media? Yeah. Oh, God, I don't remember my Twitter. Pretty much you type in Skeksy Girl, you'll find me almost anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, let me double check. <laughs> because I, I've had way too many people going after me in a bad way. Um, I'm at, I'm, I am at Skeksy Girl on Twitter. Okay. And that's right. the best way to get me because I'm not giving you my Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's okay. That's all right. And you can find me um, on Twitter. My personal um, Twitter account is AlphabetaBroses2001. Yeah, I'm a Bon Jovi fan. Um, no, nope, nothing wrong with that. Yes, no. And you can find me. I have a public Facebook page at um, Michelle Villery. And I also have an author Facebook page, which is um, my pen name is Ty Langston. You can find me there. You can find me on my website, Ty Langston. I also run the Indie Geek um, Twitter account, which is the NDG also. You guys can find me and tweet me there. And so far, all of you Arrow fans have been doing that, and you guys have been awesome. We will be back on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Um, talking about Arrow. Tomorrow, we'll be discussing on Beyond Supernatural, um, the Book of the Damned, and also we'll be talking about the Warfare Project. So for everyone, um, I'm Michelle. This is for Indie Radio. Have a great night. Bye. Bye.